Welcome back to the Fueled and Well podcast. In today's episode, we are going to dive a bit deeper into exercise during HA recovery, including topics like how the body responds to exercise, why you absolutely do need to modify your routine if your period is missing, and some tips on making those changes even when they feel really scary or borderline impossible. Let's get started. So before we get into the different modifications you're likely to need to make to your exercise routine, I just want to quickly define or differentiate these types of exercise that I'm going to mention throughout the episode, just so we're on the same page and you can kind of picture what I'm referring to without me having to define it each time. Throughout this episode, you will hear me refer to most types of exercise as either high intensity or low to moderate intensity. When we talk about high intensity exercise, we're normally referring to anything that gets your heart rate above like 70% of max capacity, perhaps for a bit more extended of a period of time, and sometimes just in like interval training, right? Some common types of training that fall into this category are cycling, using the stair climber, doing like boot camp or circuit style strength classes, maybe Orange Theory and Berries style classes, anything that's considered HIT training, right? Like high intensity interval training and running. Then the other type of exercise that I'm going to frequently reference are going to be things that fall in the category of like low to moderate intensity. This is usually physical activity that's performed at a relatively steady state. It doesn't have to be exactly the same intensity the whole time, but something that's likely got less kind of spiking your heart rate style work, requiring 60% of your max heart rate or less. And there's not a lot of need in this type of exercise for any kind of extensive rest periods. Some things that fall into this category would be walking, yoga, Pilates, slower paced strength training, leisurely outdoor biking or swimming, stuff like that. So those are the two categories I'll be referring to when talking you through exercise modifications for recovery. Now let's talk a little bit about how the body responds to exercise. So obviously exercise comes with a lot of great health benefits. I don't think any of us would argue with or be unaware of the fact that for a lot of people, exercise is a really, really healthy thing to be doing regularly. However, when your hormones are already compromised and your body is therefore in a vulnerable state, a lot of times exercise can do more harm than good, especially certain types. And that's what I want to explore a little bit more here. Now, in all individuals, exercise is going to increase cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone. And while our bodies absolutely can tolerate a rise in cortisol, in fact, that cortisol response is necessary to get adaptations and outcomes, results, right, from the training that we're doing. When paired with undereating, which is a form of stress on the body or heightened psychological stress, the cortisol increases you get from exercise can contribute to basically like an overload and be part of the reason that your cycles stop or haven't come back. We do tend to see a more significant rise in cortisol levels and other related stress hormones once we exceed a about 60% of our max heart rate capacity, 
And so that's why when I was defining those different types of exercise at the top of the episode, it's really important to know how your body's responding. And if you are doing a lot of that higher intensity type of exercise, just be aware that is likely contributing to elevated cortisol levels, which is really counterproductive to period recovery. Now, in addition to our body responding to exercise with cortisol release, we also get an endorphin relief. Endorphins are neurochemicals that have some natural pain relief properties and are mood elevators, which can be a really great thing. But it can also be why some of us feel like we need that exercise, right? Like we can't de-stress without it or we love that rush or that runner's high. It can be problematic when you are so reliant on that endorphin release from exercise, especially if you're in a situation where you need to pull back exercise to become healthier, right? So those are the two like big kind of responses that we're seeing in our body when you exercise. So now let's get to the question that you have probably been wondering for a while and might be why you press play on this episode. Do I have to fully stop exercising to get my period back? Not necessarily. However, getting as close as you can to fully pausing exercise will likely speed up your recovery process. There are studies that show a pretty good connection between how quickly exercise volume and intensity change and the time it takes to get your first cycle back. So if you can fully remove exercise, go for it. You're likely going to spend less time in this recovery phase where you're making changes and you're waiting for that first cycle to come back than if you slowly adjust exercise or only modify it a little bit. You don't have to fully stop exercise, but it's going to be a much speedier process if you do. Now, I know that that is not possible for everyone. So I also want to talk through a little bit more of if you're like, it is literally impossible for me to do no exercise. Maybe you are a competitive athlete and you're in season and you really, really don't want to pull out of season, but you are able to talk to your coaches about making significant modifications to anything that's like extra or voluntary. Or maybe your job is really, really active and you're like, well, this is technically still a decent amount of activity, even if it's not voluntary exercise. So is all hope lost, right? No, of course not. I have worked with plenty of women who are still incorporating some level of exercise and are able to recover their periods. But there are some things that will be really, really important if you are choosing to keep some level of exercise in your routine. First things first, being really mindful and very critical of the types of exercise you are engaging in. So I would definitely steer clear of hit or circuit style training that is intended to spike your heart rate. So think, again, that Orange Theory or boot camp or berries or those kinds of workouts. Running. Fasted workouts and anything with the word conditioning in it. So, like Metcons and those boot camp style classes, those things should definitely be on the chopping block, or you are going to way slow down or potentially just hinder altogether your recovery process. Activities that are more recovery supportive that you can likely keep some amount of in your routine are going to be those low to moderate intensity things that we listed at the top of the episode like yoga, Pilates, walking, strength training with appropriate rest, 
or without like a lot of superset type programming, slower paced sports, and active hobbies. If you are going to go the route of keeping some exercise in, I typically recommend that my clients aim for like three rest days a week. There's no exact science on that, but if you can give your body a couple of true like 24-hour windows to fully reset before you reintroduce some level of activity, that can be really productive. So again, it's totally up to you if you are going to go cold turkey or not on exercise, but just know that the more drastic of a change you can make when you first start, the faster your body is likely to recover. And once you've gotten past those first few recovery cycles, your body is in a different place metabolically, hormonally, in terms of its resilience, and you will be able to start to work some of those exercise types that maybe aren't as feasible or as safe for you right now back into your routine slowly. Now, if you've listened to any number of our podcast episodes, you know that I'm not going to leave you without some tips and some actionable steps to be working on, right? So some tips if you are struggling to decrease or change exercise while recovering from HA. Tip number one, if you have a watch or a fitness tracker that is part of the guilt and pressure that you feel to be active, to burn a certain number of calories, to get a certain heart rate or closure rings, stop wearing it as much as you can. And if you're like, absolutely not, I spent $500 on this Apple Watch, I will be wearing it. Think about modifications you can make that are going to be the most supportive for you. So maybe that's you only wear it on rest days because having it on on days where you are exercising is the most triggering because of like the calorie burn aspect. Or maybe you remove the activity tracking app from your favorites on your Apple Watch and you turn off all notifications about rings and challenges and standing and blah, blah, blah. Maybe you actually stop wearing it all together, which is fantastic. Again, anything in this process where you can kind of go cold turkey and really dive in the deep end, it's just going to help you physically and mentally recover faster. But I also understand that sometimes that doesn't feel possible. <laughs> Tip number two, explore lower intensity forms of movement that maybe you wouldn't have considered before. Or you would always say, oh, that doesn't count. I'm not doing that. Or I don't have time for that. Things like group yoga classes, easy hikes, guided walks like the Peloton app has great guided walks and themes and all of that. Or even just like active hobbies like gardening. We still don't want to spend hours every day doing those types of movement, but those are absolutely more accessible to you and safer for your recovery process. So if you haven't considered those previously and are uncomfortable going cold turkey, those might be some new things to explore. Tip number three, and this one's a little bit more involved, but I really, really like it. I actually think it's probably one of the best things you can do if you're struggling with modifying exercise in your recovery process. Reflect on what benefits you are getting from exercise currently and figure out how to obtain some of those benefits or similar feelings from other habits. So let me explain and, and give examples because that's going to be easier. <laughs> so in episode, I believe, 34 of the podcast, we talked about some hesitations to going all in on period recovery. And one of them, which is like one of the most common things I hear is, but exercise is like my therapy, right? I can't stop because it makes me feel good. If that resonated with you, I think you're really going to like this tip. So we all pull different benefits.
benefits from exercise, right? But a few common ones are time to yourself, sense of accomplishment, those endorphins, and a sense of control. So I'm going to break down all of those. If a primary benefit that you are like, I cannot stop exercising because it is time for myself, it's me time, if that sounds like you, then some alternatives might be journaling, meditating, going for a leisurely walk, strolling around Target with your phone on airplane mode for 30 minutes, taking a bath, whatever you need to do to get some alone time where you are just focused on what you need and kind of turning inward, right? I know for a lot of people, especially from my experience with clients, the early morning workout people, they're like, that 6 a.m. run before my kids get up or before my husband needs me or before I have to go to class is just my favorite because it's my only me time or my only quiet time of the day. Understandable. And if you don't find a way to replace that with something else that gives you a similar benefit, you are really likely to say, there's no way I can remove this or I stopped doing it for a week and then I went right back to it, right? Of course, because you didn't put anything else in place that provides you with a similar positive feeling. So figure out how you can cultivate that alone time, that time to yourself, but in a way that's not as taxing on your body. If sense of accomplishment is a really big piece of exercise for you, I would encourage you to look for a new hobby or skill to build while you are moving through HA recovery. That might be getting good at something creative like drawing or, I don't know, crocheting or doing home projects, maybe learning a new language or even something like a book or a puzzle that's very finite in terms of like, I could finish this this week and feel really good about that. Whether it's a hobby or a skill or something, again, with a finite end to it that you can say, I did that, I finished that that can give you a similar sense of accomplishment to a really good workout, right? A workout where you PR or something. If the endorphin release of exercise is a big piece of why you don't want to stop exercising, you can get a really similar neurological response from things like socializing, laughing, massage or acupuncture, listening to or singing along, especially to music, getting out in the sun. There's a lot of different ways to kind of facilitate that neurochemical release. And lastly, if exercise is something you do not want to give up because of the control aspect, I'm going to challenge you first to remind yourself that recovering from HA is more important than the comfort of perceived control. And I say perceived control because if you are not cycling regularly, if you are putting your health at risk, if you are really wanting to get pregnant in the next year and you've been told IVF is your only option, even though you don't have a history of infertility or periods just missing, you're not as in control as you think you are, right? You're just using food or exercise or both to feel like you're in control. And that's not a really fun place to be. Additionally, if you feel like there are other aspects of your life that are not under your control that are stressful for you to not have control over, you might want to incorporate something like therapy or setting boundaries or getting more intentional about feeling and addressing your emotions instead of masking them. None of those are fun, right? Those are all work. But if control is the primary reason you're not wanting to let go of exercise, one, 
you're not as in control of your body as you think you are, especially if you're not getting your period. And two, there are other aspects of your life that you can take control of that are probably healthier to be focusing on right now. And my fourth and final tip is to remember that this is only temporary. You will not have to be at such a decreased exercise capacity forever. Remember earlier in the episode, I talked about kind of that barrier to entry with getting your first few cycles. Those are much, much harder than keeping your cycle once it's back. As long as you gradually get back into exercise and you don't just go like all the way into the deep end again, it is very possible that you're not going to have to avoid exercise that you love. You might have to minimize volume on certain things still. You might have to add a little more rest in, add a little more food in. There's some things you might have to adjust. But this phase where a lot of exercise is off the table is very temporary if you fully lean in. I hope this gives you a better understanding of the role that exercise plays in your recovery process and how to navigate it, whether that is in an all-in capacity or a modified capacity. I just hope that you address exercise in a way that's truly healthy for you at this stage of the game. And if you feel like you need help doing that, if you're like, this sounds great, but I just know that I can't fully hold myself accountable or I need more help to get to this place, our next round of coaching for our 12-week program period recovery breakthrough actually starts this coming week, the week of July 24th. This week, Grace is out of the office celebrating her wedding, and I am probably out of the office because of a baby, fingers crossed. It's way too hot in Texas to not be at that stage yet. (laughs) But if you're listening to this the week that it airs, I just wanted you to know that we will enroll women in the program the week of the 24th up until that Friday, the 28th, as like last minute enrollments. If you're just now hearing about the program and you're realizing, I really need this. I don't want to wait until the next round. Go ahead and apply at the link in the bio. You'll get an automated email with some information. And then somebody from our team will reach out to you when we're back in the office on the 24th to get you all set up with all the things. But yeah, if you're like, let's do this. I can't wait any longer. You have a little bit of time to get into that next round. And if not, I hope just this episode in and of itself was really helpful for you to evaluate where you're at with exercise, what you can be doing better, and how to continue supporting your period recovery journey. Until next week, I'll see you then.